0: Philly. Right, guys, welcome along to the pilot episode of Are You OK, Mate? The podcast. This is also going to be on YouTube. Um, I am joined by Rico, but before I get into that, make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons. Get at my socials down here and get at Rico's socials down there. there. And yeah, so I'm joined today by Rico. This is like I said, just going to be a pilot before the main event. I thought no one better than my
1: work son. Work son, young Rico. Do you like the name, Young Rico? Young Rico. I used to be called that in secondary school. Yeah. So in year seven, we used to call our uh, on our Instagram. It used to be Young and then the our names. So that little gang, is so cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So you can be now Young, young Rico. Rico.
1: Young Rico. I'll be old Jamie, and you be old Young ja- Rico. Young Jamie. Young Rico. Old Jamie.
0: Cool. Right. So I've done no preparation for this. <laughs> But I, I just very rushed, very last minute, asked him to do it yesterday. Um, but I thought it was important that we did it. So Rico, just tell everyone a bit about you, tell them who Rico Birchall is, tell them what makes you tick, um, and then tell me if you're okay, mate.
1: So I'm Rico. I am a blockchain developer, I'd say, a bot creator. I work specifically on the Ethereum blockchain, making NFTs, you might have heard them. They're blowing up right now. People are making millions. uh, Literally in a couple of days, you could put five grand in and come out with what? Two hundred K if you're lucky. I'm still waiting for my A Oh, yeah. I <laughs> promised him an egg and he's never going to get it. Well,
0: no, you got it, didn't you? I got it, but it's never done anything. Nah, so if anyone, in the, if anyone in the NFT world is watching this or listening to this, get at me. I've got a sick egg. He's got a sick egg. It's got a beard and a hat and sunglasses and everything. Um, Yeah, so, Rico, are you okay, mate?
1: Right now, personally, in my state of life, I am okay. But, Jamie, are you okay?
0: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, bro. I'm good. So... Today, I thought it would be a good opportunity to do this, because we've just done a team board building day. Very fun. Very fun. I scanned Rico for some points, but we either. move. We move. And I wanted to talk about, like, how's that left you feeling in the sense of um, your headspace, like, as it brought you closer to your work colleagues? And, you know, the big thing for me this year is about mental health in the workplace and work mental health in organisations. So how's, how's
1: today left you feeling? Well, it was kind of nice to see because obviously we only work with half—not half, yeah—half yeah, half the people in that room. Mm. We don't really work with Anastasia or Charlie, do we? No. So it's good to f- see them banter around with them. Yeah, it was a really good day. Yeah, mm. good stuff.
0: And so, I- has it left you feeling closer to everyone? Like, have you learnt a bit about people?
1: Yeah, like some of that stuff that people were saying in the the last game we played. Yeah does Sam know that he's the same hospital as Elliot? I was like, what? I was like, some of the stuff they know, I'm actually shocked and how they know that. Like, How would you ask that without it being obvious?
0: Yeah, of course.
1: I think this is it. Like,
0: The, the whole idea of, of today and uh, the whole thing that we should do is we spend so much time with people at work. Yeah. Do you know what I mean, like, The average person spends 45 hours a week at work. Mm. That's more than you spend physically with your family. I know you go home in the afternoon but like if I think back to when I was working 45 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, I was going home and I wasn't seeing my kids in mm. the sense that I was having dinner with them and then they'd go to bed. So that interaction with your colleagues at work needs to go beyond just work for me and it needs to be able to check in with each other and talk about how you're feeling, um, and which we had a wonderful,
1: wonderful we did. discussion about. So I am going to get a little deep with you before you do that, I've got a question for you. Go. They, it might be a bit personal. You don't have to answer if you don't want to. But do your kids talk to you about mental health? Do they ever, like, come up to you and say, Dad, look, I'm going through stuff at school? Do you know what, Rico? That is a very good question. And the answer to that
0: is yes. I do. So I've... <coughs> I made it my personal mission to normalise mental health at home mm. in the sense that I check in with my boys quite a lot. So when we're having dinner I'll just ask how they're feeling. Yeah. Um and they, they they've what's been lovely is they it's not been nice that they've gone through stuff, mm. but when they have gone through stuff, they have said, Dad, I don't feel well or I feel like this or, you know, I'm, i get sad at this point and this makes me angry. So they do and it comes from conversations at home, which okay, so I was gonna get deep on a question for you, but I've got no that's that's led me into a question with you. Oh. Which is what it's all about. So question, with question. um Growing up, how was, the, how was mental health discussed at home with you, being a young man?
1: Would you say, at what age are we saying? Well, like
0: yeah, so, from, say, secondary school age.
1: Secondary school. So, I've always been, like, I've not really suffered that badly of mental health when I was younger. Yeah. Like, I I'd, I'd understood would understood, like, depression, anxiety, all that sort of stuff, but I just didn't think I had it. And I think it finally hit me when I left secondary school. And went into college, yeah. cause all like it, like secondary school's hard, but when you go to college, that over there's so much work you've got to do. They put s- they I uh, I didn't realize how much stress they actually put on you. Yeah, like I did. Well one of my courses was media, and I finished a bit of um I finished making uh, on Photoshop. I just did a couple of edits, whatever, and we had to write what a thousand words about it e- like all the pictures, and I was like, all right, it's a lot, but I can handle it. But l- The same hour, I finished that, 5,000 words on how, like, the whole project we've been doing. I'm Crikey. like, why, there's no point we have to do all these words, and it was just mentally draining, and I literally said to my mum, I can't do it, and then.
0: And how was that received?
1: What do you mean? Like, like so me what did yeah, when
0: you spoke to your mum?
1: So when I first said to my mum, I don't do this, she's like, well, you're going to have to finish your media, you can't just, like, drop out, because I'm halfway through it. And then um, she realised as I was coming home, I was just literally going upstairs, just going, like I barely saw, I saw my mum, what, 15 minutes a day? Okay. Because I will just go, wake up in the morning, go to college, go home, sleep, because I just didn't want, I didn't want to eat, I didn't have dinners, I just ate at college. So, like my son made a point to me,
0: um, back in the last year, like back end of year seven,
1: mm.
0: and we were talking about homework, and. I, I remember he was like a bit funny anyway. And then he'd come and sit on the, like, he went to bed. And then probably an hour and a half later, he came back into the living room. came and sat on the sofa with me. And I was like, are you all right, mate? And he broke down. Mm. And he said, I'm really struggling. I said, okay, what are you struggling with? He said, just school. He said, teachers don't care about mental health. Mm. Like, and for me, that was quite profound that an 11-year-old at the yeah. time, it's like, wow, how can we say that teachers don't care about mental health? And now there will be teachers watching this and listening to this that will go, oh, yeah. my God, Jamie, like we do care about mental health. But is the perception there from kids, so you've not long been out of college, not long been out of the education centre, uh, system, is the perception there from young people that schools, colleges, the education system don't care about mental
1: I'd say in secondary school they cared a lot. Like, okay, that's there good. was some people in my friendship group that had really bad depression, and anxiety, and there's this person that we would go to every lunch and would sit in her office and she would just make us laugh and nice. speak to us. So I've f- I feel like in secondary school we had a lot of support. College, none. Really, I, d- that I, d- I don't think me. there was like a mental health person. There might have been, but when I like teachers knew. Because I was going into a college, doing the work, and just putting my head down like I was like that. Just like I couldn't be bothered. They were like, Rico, can you get on with your work? Did now? they check
0: in on you? Did they say like, is everything all right at home? And no, they just said, get on with your work. God, you know, that's really surprising, guys. If you're watching this and if you're listening to this, and you've got a son, and daughter that is currently at college or currently in secondary school, let me know in the comments like how the, the s- how it is surrounding them with their mental health and it, how they're getting on. It college because it would be a really interesting discussion for me to have later on mm. um, particularly when I am sit, sit down with Alex next month I'd really like to be able to discuss that with him so yeah if you're watching this on YouTube let me know in the comments and also if you're listening to this um, let me know over on my Instagram as well because I'm going to clip this and put it on there just yeah let me know so that's really quite surprising mate yeah. at school and well at school it was okay then when you became a young adult where Mental health becomes a little bit more. Imp- don't say important because I don't want to say that young people's mental health isn't important at any stage of life, but it becomes a little b- little bit more prevalent. And what I mean by that is, as you become a young adult, you get a few, you get a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. So you might go and get yourself a part-time job. You might have a car to run. You might have your first proper relationship, and th- it's in that those situations where mental health can play a big part in that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you're not very well if you're struggling mentally and you've got your first part-time job, mm. like, you might not... I know, I've been there. You don't want to go to work. And yeah. as a young person that's got a part-time job because that's your only source of income, yeah. you're going to put yourself under a tremendous amount of pressure exactly, yeah. to go into work. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's really quite surprising. So, like I said, I want to get deep with you. Deep. And if you don't want to talk about this, you don't have to. So, previous to Christmas, you and I had a conversation.
1: Yeah,
0: How are you
1: So, that all blew over. I spoke to my My mum's, like, really supportive. And I was, like, she thought it was just, like, when I broke down all that, she was, like oh, like, oh, you're okay. This is, this is like, I came out of nowhere. Because normally, like, you know, I'm always positive. I'm always jumpy. But first getting with a girl, it kind of just, re- like, it's gone. Yeah. Like out the window. And then uh, every time I go, my mum always sits with me and says, how are you? All that. That's really And good. then person speaking to now is very supportive like i trust her a lot now like she big up danny big up danny she's probably not watching this but i might tell her about it. but um she's literally reassures me all the time is she like normally i if see i've had because i've had a bad experience with my exes when go when the person i'm person talking to you talks talks about other boys and stuff i always get like oh here we go yeah she, if she yeah. says like she sits with her mates banners with them i'm like Good. Um, I'm glad you're happy. And recently, I've like not cared. That's maturity. Though, that's that's, yeah.
0: that's learning. That's learning from what you've been through, which is really good. It's really positive. And and as as your mate and as your work dad, uh <laughs> it's really <laughs> it's really nice. It's really nice to hear. Um, and I said it at the time. Like, well, thank you for opening up to me. Yeah. When you did, I wouldn't have felt like I'd done my job if if I'd have, if I'd have found out for a third party. Yeah, that you were struggling and you didn't open up to me, I'd think, wow, like there's a lot of work to do. So no, well done and thank you for opening up to the me.
1: The one thing I will say that you helped me a lot with, and I still do it now. So you last night, I didn't have like a. Oh, here we go. I'm gonna break down again. I alwe- I had like thoughts in my head, because like she was really stressed yesterday with work and all that, and I was just overthinking a little bit. But when you said to me, they're just thoughts, like things. Yeah, I just. Absolute, that's all I think about now is that just thoughts, realistically. Now I think of the positive things, and I'm happy, and just
0: and that's really nice to hear, yeah. like genuinely. And that and you've just delivered a wonderful message yeah. that they are just thoughts, just yeah. thoughts, just thoughts. Yeah, fuck that's yeah. all they are. them. we can swear on this po- podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really nice to hear, and it's really nice to to see you doing well again. Yeah. Um, because you know we d- we, we we do love your energy, and yeah, you wouldn't be Rico without that energy. Exactly. Yeah. And Whilst you were still bringing that, through the conversation we had, whe- that when it was a, a front, I kind of done a little bit of reflection. Mm. I was like, yeah, do you know what? I perhaps did see a sign without knowing. No, like I say, mate, it's really good that, that you're that you're doing well yeah. and you're in a good place and you're still out here scamming people. On you. He doesn't scam I people. I don't scam. The Everyone the in this workplace thinks him.
1: I scam. I don't scam. Only me for these salt eggs. Only this. doesn't deserve it. But he's going to help me make an nFT oh
0: yeah are oh you okay mate nFT coming soon. they are coming soon, so soon. get ready for them um no it's it's really good it's really good to talk to you it's really good to to, to spend some time with you yeah. so looking into the future like how how are you feeling like looking ahead like when the next couple of the years couple ne- of the months, next couple of years like just
1: I think my next big step right now for me is to one learn to drive that's my next like chapter in my life yeah and then my next big chapter is to work for myself like at the moment i'm making the income where i can leave this job now and work on my own but also i don't want to because i don't know next month i could could stop yeah so i want to if i if in the next couple of months i'd say in the next five six months i'm making this income that i am now then i'll stay on this apprenticeship mm-hmm. but when my time's up i might talk to alex if i can like Just sit in the office every day. They don't pay me, but I just get on my work.
0: You can come and work for me, and I won't pay you. Like, free labour is... I don't encourage free labour,
1: (laughs) but, If I am making my own income... No, that's good, man.
0: That's good. And one of the things I've always admired about you is, Mm. like, the hustle. Yeah. Like, your hustle is sick. Yeah. In the sense that there are certain 18-year-olds out there that haven't got any drive, that do just... Plod through life, and that's that's not me having a dig at those people. It's just how they are as a person, and I was the same at eighteen. Although I was in the army at eighteen, it was still very much I've got to be in the army. I'm doing this because I'm in the army. Yeah. If I wasn't in the army, I'd a hundred percent doing so been doing some sports science thing at college, not applying myself. So I'm not having a dig at the sports science thing. Neither before everyone starts jumping off at me in the college I- in the comments, um, like yeah big up anyone in further education yeah. but I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it properly mm. so to see a young man at 18 with the hustle and drive that you've got is admirable whilst a joke you yeah. say that you're going off scamming like <laughs> it is it's one like yeah. I I've said to you on a number of times I 100%
1: think that you'll be a millionaire one day yeah I will be that
0: exactly that's that's exactly what I think um
1: I've got two questions for you actually go man so the first question I wanted to ask you is how was your mental status when you're in the army? Were you stressed when, like, because uh, if I was at <sighs> right the army, mate, I would think I'm, something's going to happen and, like, I wouldn't be able to sleep.
0: No, let me tell you. So, I joined the army at 16, mm. which is a young age to you join the army. That's very so young. Very, I was a boy, man. done my exams in the September. and started my basic training in November. Mm. Like, so, I was a kid. Yeah. And because I w- was suffering, like, so around that age is when I first started suffering with my mental health issues. Um, and I didn't quite understand what they were. Yeah. So when I was in the army, at times my mental health was terrible, and it weren't stress because I was in the army. Like I loved the army. Yeah. But because of my mental health, like it weren't for me mm. because I couldn't be in that toxic man environment. Was it just
1: I feel like are army people just like it's but they're, they're like
0: lads. They're they they everything that I st- well back then sorry because I dare say it's a completely different army nowadays. Yeah, they're more strict, aren't they? Not more strict, but back then it was more, you're a soldier, you're a man, get on with it. Yeah. Like, toxic masculinity. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can't You can't feel. Like, I remember, I'll tell the story that I had a breakdown when I was based in Germany. I was based in a place called Fallenbostel.
1: Mm.
0: And I had a breakdown. Like Full-on breakdown. I ended up getting taken to the med centre and got given a pack of t- pills, just one pack of pills. Mm. Couldn't tell you what they were to this day. I was just given that. And told to soldier on, like literally, that was the medical officer's words. Just take them, soldier on, you'll be fine. Like no care. The next day, like so, my my sergeant major had to take me to the medical center. He had to take me to the. Med- I was suicidal, mate. I'd rung my mum up from Germany in the UK and said, "Mum, I'm going to kill myself." Mm. And so she obviously panicked. Anyway, through through various channels, she ended up getting me help. But like my sergeant major, <laughs> he took me to the doctor, the medical officer. Brought me a can of Coke, and um, I got given these pills, sent back to my room. Next day, in work, 7 o'clock, nothing. No question, no how are you doing, no week later checking. Like n- that didn't exist. Like I said, I dare say it's a very different, yeah. very different environment today. But, yeah, man, like at times my mental state wasn't great in the army. I've done the right thing in leaving.
1: Yeah. My second question for you. Go. How are you feeling now? Like... Are you 100% happy? Are you feeling a bit? Great question. No,
0: do you know what, mate? So now, today, as I sit here, um, I'm feeling very lucky, mm. very privileged. With everything that I'm doing this year, like it's just popped off. Mm. And I, feel very be- I always say I feel very blessed by yeah. that and the fact that it comes from a dark place. So whilst I'm well, yeah. and today, as I sit here, I'm happy, I do still struggle. Yeah. So this morning on the way in, I cried mm. because I just th- everything sort of overwhelmed me. Everything that was going on overwhelmed me, and and I get imposter syndrome a lot in a sense that I never think that I deserve anything that I've got, and that's down to my mental illness. That's down yeah. to the intrusive thoughts, and I still struggle with anxiety. You know, two nights ago, laying awake at two o'clock in the morning, worrying about stuff. But again, I tell myself these are just thoughts, and I just allow. Em. But to give you an out-and-out an out answer, I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing really well, um, and I know when I'm not doing well. Yeah. Yeah, but no, thank you for checking in. Right, so we've got to come to the end of the pod now. End of the pod. Quick 20 minutes, quick pilot episode, but Rico, it's been lovely to been sit down and chat to you. Um, this will be going out, so you'll be able to listen. You'll be listening to this on Spotify, guys. Don't forget if you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. And again, check out my socials here, Rico. Check Rico's there, check out Rico's social there. Go and give him a follow on Insta. Don't give him a follow on TikTok because he's beefing with everyone.
1: Oh, yeah. Mr. UK TikTok official. I'm coming for you,
0: mate. Mr. UK Boxing TikTok match.
1: official. Can you
0: imagine? You know, if this blows up now, he's going to think I'm calling... I'm not calling you out I'm now. calling
1: you out, mate. It's not what we're about. No. no. It's not what we're about. No. He does his thing. He's, he do f- he's a nice guy. He does his thing and we yeah. should let him do his yeah. thing. And He's well, going to smash it. Who'd you it. One question. Who do you think winning Sunday? The, the other guy. You reckon?
0: Uh, d- because of the size of him. Yeah. But, look, I just i hope like my my genuine hope is that that mr uk tiktok official goes on to be successful Do you know what because he wants to he wants He's to be successful will. and i'd never like to see anyone not live up to yeah. their dreams i hope that along his journey somewhere he develops a bit of humility yep, in the sense that he humbles himself no, and realizes yeah. that he has got a platform and i hope that he perhaps gets some advice from p- from someone on how to manage himself yeah, because 100%. i, I, I i'll tell you now and you'll agree with me because we talk about influencers all the time yeah if he was to manage himself properly i e get the right advice get the right people around him I'm under no illusion that he would blow up oh he will hundred percent because of what he does exactly yeah Bec- like if he was he's to dan- go he's actually really good at dancing <laughs> matter of opinion <laughs> um but if he was to go on Britain's got talent he would blow up hundred percent um if he was to develop his clothing brand properly yeah, without doing it. but he he's what, he's marketable, marketable, Yeah. do you know what I mean? Because like, he is, so many people know him. Like, I wonder what his view count is overall. Oh, Millions.
1: Like 20 mil probably. Yeah.
0: And yeah so no, all, all jokes aside, anyway, and I can't yeah. believe I'm talking about Mr. UK TikTok <laughs> official on a mental health podcast, Shout to him. but big up Kev, Like, genuinely hand on heart, I hope you go on to achieve everything you want to achieve. Um, and like I always say, good luck to anyone out there that that, that does it a little. Follow diff- your dreams. Does it a little differently. Follow your dreams. Be you, Rico. You keep being you. you keep I'm being gonna you. keep being me. Um, and I thank you all for joining us. I thank you, Spud. Spud, big up. Um, hundred likes. Yeah, get this to a hundred likes, and Rico will do a TikTok dance outside Buckingham Palace. Will I? Yes. Where's well right. Mr UK of Official? See you on the flip side. See ya.